Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the Old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Cruising along, having a wonderful Thursday. Live in the Old National Bank State Street Studios. Watch on Twitch. Twitch.tv. Flash ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can watch it on YouTube. New camera angles. Not everybody's crazy about them. Well, they, they don't have I to don't be mind. crazy about them. They're fine. At Capri Burridge, I found that on Instagram. Yeah, I showed you exactly what it looks like. Of course, that's the owner. That's the guy, though. You see how he's he starts lively. getting emotional about his cutlets? Well, yeah, who doesn't get emotional about their he's cutlets? He's happy about Tommy you know? DeVito, too, throwing yeah. touchdown passes. How about that? You know, I don't know. It's not as big of a thing in Chicago as it is in New York, though, like the whole cutlet on the sandwich, you know? Yeah. Like in New York, they put, like, on their hero sandwich. Let's say you go to a lot of it. I've noticed this. They'll make a prosciutto mozzarella sandwich or mortadelle and salami. They put chicken cutlets. They put a cutlet on there. I love cutlets. I mean, I make cutlets all the time in various forms. With yeah. different pan sauces and things like that. Sure. I put some of them on my social media. We've seen them. Like chicken marsala, chicken franchise, which I love. I don't under, I don't know the, the, the whole premise, though, behind a cutlet and then loading it up with cold cuts. You ever see that, Adam? I mean, that's a New York thing. We don't, I mean, I've been to Bari. I've been to Freddy's. I've been to J.P. Graziano since I'm three years old. I've never, very, I don't think I've ever had young. a sandwich yeah. that had cutlets, mortadelle, Agabagal, prosciutto, salami. I've never had that before. Is that a New I York mean, thing? Obviously, neither have I. I... <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> you ask me, like, I, you're like, have you ever seen that? Like, yeah, all the time. Adam, you're a big like, cutlet like, guy. Adam, what, what, what do you think yeah. of this? You know me, yeah. I, I've never seen that either, Carm. You've never seen big that, right? I've never seen meat that guy. Guy. Carmel, I'll back you up. I've never seen that. That's a you New York Italian thing. sub. I never right. see that. Never. Mortadella, uh, you get the salami and maybe another slice of something in there, and boom, if that's I what you have on a sandwich. Cutlets, I'll get cutlets. If I want eggplant parmesan, I'll get an eggplant parmesan sandwich. I've seen a chicken cutlet with eggplant parmesan on it. I've seen that. Like, yeah. Capri has a thing like yeah. that. It's delicious, actually. But, I, I, yeah, that's a weird, that's a big thing in New York, I guess. Not uh, not here as much. Let's go to, where do you want to go? Todd in Crystal Lake. What's up, Todd? Hey, boys. How are we doing today? Great. How are you? Oh, good. Hey, uh, here's a triple shot for you. Uh, one, like, identifiable music to movie that would be, like, the Star Wars theme. Yes, that's Even though it true. wasn't, like, a, a pop hit, like, whenever you hear the music, it's like, oh, that's Star Wars, boom. Yeah. And then uh, to go more pop-ish, you got Bob Seger, old-time rock and roll. Yeah, old-time rock and roll with uh, Risky Business and Tom Cruise sliding across yeah. the floor. Yes. And then uh, stay with Bob Seger and wrap back to the Beverly Hills franchise. He had that song, uh, Takedown. That was uh, that was big in the second Beverly Hills Cop. I didn't like the second. Shakedown. Here's Break the shakedown. Down. It's Take called down. Shakedown. So funny enough, Todd, you mentioned that. Old Time Rock and Roll only went to number 28 on the Billboard Hot 100. Damn. And, but Shakedown did go to number one. Did it really? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of, in 87. I, I guess I didn't realize how many of those movie songs ended up getting to number one. Todd, thanks, buddy. I don't, I'm not as crazy about the uh, 
second and third Beverly Hills Cops. Soundtracks yeah. used to be cool. Like soundtrack, like a movie soundtrack used to be well, Top Gun, like, a thing. Yeah, but Top no, Gun. but like you would put like with like actual, yeah, like Top Gun, like with yeah. actual songs, not just like instrumentals right. and stuff like that. Like you used to get good. I remember buying soundtracks in like in original middle school and high school. Yeah, yes, that is true. I feel, I don't know. That doesn't seem like it happens as much anymore. Adams and Wheaton. What's up, Adam? All right, so I got one that I told Adam, and then I just thought of another one. You got the opening to Home Alone. Yeah, that's pretty iconic. That's true. And then the Back to the Future theme. That's a great one, without a doubt. That's um, our guy. What's his name? He's the, the port. He's um, oh, why am I blanking on the name? Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. That's a great one, Adam. Uh, good call on both of those. That is very identifiable with that movie. That whole that's again that like that whole soundtrack I feel like, or when Prince did the soundtrack for the original Batman, York, remember? Yeah, the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton Batman from the eighties. Prince did the whole soundtrack. You know, remember my favorite wrestling movie of all time, Vision Quest. Vision Quest. Madonna. That's right. Believe it or not, you know the Lunatic Fringe had somebody else on there, but Madonna had like five, six songs on there. Are you guys interested? I know. I think this might be up your alley. Have you seen the previews for the Iron Claw about the Von Erich brothers? I have not, but I'm a big fan of the Von Erich brothers. Well, and that's what I thought. I think you'll probably end up liking it. They're doing a lot of heavy promotion right now. It's coming out soon about the life of the four Von Erich brothers and the old man. Or is it going to be on Netflix? I believe the theater. It's the theater. Yeah, it looks awesome. And I'm not a wrestling guy. Yeah, but it does. Like I'm sure Hoodie's excited. I figure you guys would be excited yeah. about it. And um, who's the real good looking kid? Uh, Zach Efron plays. Uh, Zach Efron's in it. The guy yeah. from the Bears in it. Yeah, yeah. Do you realize only one of the Von El- uh, Eric brothers is still is yeah, alive? Still alive. Most of them died tragically. It's sad, you know. Uh, so that's getting a lot of pub, and the trailers look really good. It's called The Iron Claw. Tom is in uh, the South Loop on ESPN with Dallas. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Hey, good afternoon. I've been uh, trying to get through just to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of postseason moves, a couple of comments, and then I've got a question for you. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, first of all, I don't understand how in the world Eberflus should deserve another chance. And, Yurk, I love what you were you were losing it a little bit, which always makes me feel a little bit better, <laughs> about the start of the season. I mean, I just don't understand it. It's been too easy of a schedule. They should have had more wins. He's done. So now Justin, great kid, tough as nails, runs well, doesn't see it, in my opinion, right? So what would I do? And then I'm going to ask you guys, right? What yeah. would you do with your head coach and your quarterback? And I don't, I don't care too much. You know, I'm wondering about Caleb Williams, but I'll pass. I'll trade that number one pick, and I'll go and get the Drew Brees that's there, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Right? So, and the reason I say that, so I guess a couple of questions, three questions. What would you do for head coach? What are you going to do with quarterback? And then um, did you happen to see the Oregon-Washington game? And, again, you're never going to be in this position again. 50 years it's taken to have the number one pick. Don't take somebody. Don't keep field. So go ahead. I'm curious. All right, Tommy, thanks. I like Ben Johnson. I've made no uh, secret about that. If I'm the Bears, I'm doing everything. You would have been your guy this weekend. To hire Ben Johnson. What happened to Ben Johnson this weekend? In the second half? I don't know. I still Mm. think he's terrific. Mm. I'd hire him. Hmm. Well, what happened to this guy, Mike McDaniels, well, this weekend? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Mike McDaniel. He's not Mike he, McDaniels. Well, he got the S for the failure. 
You got the the, the, the double. That's yes, for suck. His two personalities. Listen, hey, guys, good coordinators, good coaches. What happened to Andy Reid? Is Andy Reid all of a sudden no good because they've lost two in a row? Come on. Might be. Okay. Boy, I, that was a bad look. I wasn't here Monday and Tuesday. I'm sure you guys talked about it. Yeah. That was a bad look by uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, especially yeah. Mahomes. He yeah. came out and he walked it back and he apologized. That's a bad look. Uh, that, that's very whiny. You know, you couldn't be more offsides. Sorry. Yeah, he was. Uh, and Kadarius Tony. I mean, I, you know, yeah. how they keep running Kadarius Tony out there? I guess because they're There's desperate. A, that they've got nothing else. He screws up every game. They've got nothing else. Oof. So me, big, um, big Johnson fan. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> I am sure. That sounds yes. funny. I am sure. That sounds yes. funny. Well, you just helped big them ben out. Big Johnson fan. <laughs> that was pretty good. Big Ben Johnson fan. Um, I would say I, I still have some concerns about Justin. I love him. I do. I, I, but Because he's everything that you want to believe in, and he's, he's everything that's good and right. You know, he works hard. They, they like him. And he's fun to watch, especially when he's got the ball. But I, I do still think there's a problem throwing guys open and throwing into tight windows. And I, I don't just know. don't think you'll ever be great I by not being know. able to do that. I don't know. If um, you, you were here with me when I talked about this, you know, talked about uh, you know how close he can be to Lamar Jackson. I've yeah, said that in the past. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. But did you see the two throws that old Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah. bailed we out about Lamar Jackson? Yes. So the point is, Lamar Jackson isn't perfect. I understand. He's that. one-time MVP. Sure, he had yeah. that one year he put together. But they win in Baltimore. Because okay. they tailored around him? Yeah, they win in Baltimore. They've got him. They know who he is. They've tailored their offense to him, and that's what they do. And his record as a starter is like it's, 75 it, and 19. It's exceptional. Yes. Yeah. It's 75 and 19. Yeah. So the reason I say it, and it puts you in the position to solidify the rest of the team, I'm telling you, the rest of your team, the improvement you're going to get out of a quarterback from a rookie quarterback you know, the, the the degree of betterment, I don't believe is going to be that great. Maybe year two, maybe year three, the degree of betterment is going to be something special. But you can make such vast improvement at different parts of your squad. You've got different parts of your squad that you can make vast improvements on. Now, if he plays well and they trade him, and that's what they decide to do, then they traded him, they got a first-round pick, and then they moved him. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they do now get a first-round pick. Now you've made your decision. But anybody who's anybody should be cheering for Justin Fields to play his ass off these final four weeks of the season. Yeah. Should be cheering for him to go ahead and put it together. Gives the Bears options, right? Gives the Bears options. Yeah. So yeah. cheer for him. But that's what I said. If he can be as close to Lamar Jackson as you want, is he good enough? And my answer is always yes. Yes. I would agree with that. Isis. Is calling from Brazil? Isis. Oh, yeah, this is our girl. Oh, yeah? She was calling in last night so she'd speak Portuguese for us. Yes. Remember? My good friend uh, from California called her so she could speak Portuguese for us. Isis. Isis, how are you? My Argentinian Hi. friend to the left of me wants to chat with you. Hi. Hi, Isis. Hello. to the bank? How are you? Speak, uh, speak some Portuguese. Can, can you speak Portuguese? Okay, tell I us you're excited. That, t- tell us that you're excited. The NFL is coming to uh, Brazil. Tudo bem. Então, meu nome é Isis Grossi. Eu trabalho com concierge de turismo aqui no Rio, no Brasil. É, eu estou muito animada da do Bersin para jogar aqui em São Paulo. É, inclusive, eu recebo vários artistas, vários artistas da NFL aqui. Há bastante tempo eles vêm curtir o carnaval, então estou muito feliz em receber é, e em saber que isso vai acontecer agora no próximo ano. 
Wow. I got You're movement. That is fantastic. That was, that was a lot for one sentence. Boy, I am telling you, I've got movement. I don't know about you. You got a little movement. Oh, huh? my. Yeah, Keep the hog in the barn, guys. Where, uh, where in Brazil do you live, Isis? I live in Rio. In Rio. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Beautiful, right? The beaches. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the funniest thing is that I, I, I've been, I host so many NFL uh, guys here in Brazil for like, it's been 10 years that I work as a concert here. Mm. And I hosted Red Bulls, Jordan Poyer, Andrew Luck, Dawson Knox, so many of wow. them. So now, oh for me, it's like, it's a, it's a big surprise that we're going to have a game in Sao Paulo next year. It's a dream come true. I mean, she knows Dawson Knox for crying Right, right. I'm He's, telling you. Isis, beautiful. Isis, let me ask you a question. If you can do my friend Carmen a little bit of a favor. Can you play the role of a real estate agent and you're showing a, a, a young man from the States? A bodega. Yeah. Like a nice little bungalow or something, you know, close to the beach. And he's thinking about buying. Can you, can you say something that would convince him to buy the property? In English, you know, Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh, okay. I can do that in Portuguese. Ah, então, pessoal, é, vamos, eu vou apresentar para você aqui uhum. esse espaço maravilhoso que a gente tem aqui na Avenida Vieira Soto, é. de frente para a praia de Ipanema, que é a praia mais linda aqui do Rio de Janeiro. E você vai ter um apartamento de 300 metros quadrados, com quatro suítes, piscina, sauna, e essa vista incrível para o Morro dos Irmãos. A gente vai conseguir te atender aqui. Sorry. I'm in love. He says you had me at hello. Yeah. He says, I, tell me you're wearing sandals right now. You had me at hello. <laughs> oh, my Go Lord. Go uh, sit on the beach and have a caiparinha. We're jealous that we're not Caipirinha in Brazil. Caiparinha is the best. Isis, okay? thank you for Bye, calling Isis. in. We appreciate it. We thank you very you. much. Good. Look, caiparinha on the beach with Isis? Come on. That's my buddy from California that took care of us. PC. Hmm? See your hands, Carm. Yeah. You're right. right here. PC you, knows. Yeah. You guys got to clean up in there? Yeah. What's going on? No, no, no. We're I good. believe it's PC. I think that's the number. Yeah. Yep. I hope it's the number. If not, he's yeah, going to call me Sean and say, you're going somebody else. Isn't that a Sean Payton? Those like slash, 12 uh, numbers showed up here on the Brett call Favre screen. I'm like, who's calling us? Yeah. There's like 30 numbers. Calling us from Remember I told you? I said, Rio. my guy's going to try to get her. How does he know? He, wait, 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 what do you mean? He's a mover. He's a World shaker. Traveler. Yeah, don't he's worry been about in California it. for the last 30 years. What do you think he's doing? He made out it there? happen. What, he's a San Pedro beach bum? No, oh, this guy's Ray? A, That's, is no, that Ray? No, not Ray. Oh. No, Ray's back up here. Oh, okay. No, it's not it's sweet baby PC. Ray. I thought maybe like it's a yeah. good name for Ray. No, no, no. Coming up, Yerk, we have McKnight at the movies. We'll get Paulie's picks. We will talk to Todd Furman in Vegas. We'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvia, too. Uh, when the boys, uh, when Waddle and Sylvia are done tonight, Black and Abdallah will be on after Bears Weekly. So Bears Weekly, 6 to 7. Then Chris and Adam from 7 until 8. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. McKnight at the Movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago. Good prize today for whomever wins. Tickets for Joe's Live in Rosemont this weekend, Saturday night. The Eli Young Band will be performing. Beautiful. Yeah, what a night out on the town, holiday season. Let's do it. Have some fun. What the hell's going on? I don't know. I got it. 
you know, so many equipment here is... I mean, I don't know what's good. That chair looks like it's busted. I mean, what's, it doesn't have a wheel. The wheel fell off. I mean, how we not ha- have a wheel on this thing? Here, I don't get it. I think the wheel is stuck. No, look no, no, at no. it. No, Listen. it's like a half a wheel. Oh, it fell off? Yeah, yeah two of the wheels at? in the studio are broken. The, the oh. chair you're at, Carm, that has a busted wheel, and the one Yurko has has a busted wheel. Kid, you too. thought no, my yeah. shoes were old? Yeah. The CW11s? Yeah. Oh, this chair is like the, the 1908. Oh, you know, come on. Beauty. I mean, jeez. I'm some trying new to position er- myself chairs. like a gentleman here. Yeah. Can't even do it. All right, let's play McKnight at the movies. Winner gets those Eli Young Band tickets for Joe's Live in Rosemont this Saturday. We'll play along with you. Adam said this one's nerdy. Nerdy. And he's not sure we'll get it. I'm white and nerdy. I'm white and nerdy. White and nerdy. Uh, so first correct caller wins, 312-332-3776. Here we go, part one, McKnight at the movies. Our scene opens on a speech. A large crowd is gathered. Well, the number of those gathered is large. Those that are gathered are quite small. It's a joyous occasion. Looks like the whole town has turned out. It's late. There's been some wine Our speaker is not the main character, but he is the man of the moment. This scene sets up a handoff, a passing down, even if it isn't entirely of his own volition. The main character, one of them anyway, it's kind of an ensemble cast, looks on at the speech giver with affection. It's clear he looks up to him. Uh, Something about short stature, right? Was that what he said? A speech, short stature. A speech. There's been some wine. Our nerds in the chat already have. Oh, we got some hardcore nerds in the chat. They got it immediately. I don't even know. Yeah. Holy cow. I love them, but they're nerds. Shout out to them. (laughs) I don't know. All right, here we go. Part two. A bit on our actors. The speaker is a step above a that guy, but not totally well known. He did chase down Nostra Nam in Chariots of Fire. Also in the scene, one of the most prolific child actors of my generation, plus a two-time Oscar-nominated Brit with an extreme amount of gravitas and acting cred. Also in the picture, but not in the scene, Jane Winslet Richardson, the Dracula, Weps, Kino Loy, Puck, Rudy, Ned Stark, Will Turner, Charlie Pace, Sala, Grace Stamper, and Agent Smith. This has got to be some... I, I think I know like the genre... Not even the genre. I think I know the, the brand... Of this, but I I don't know which m- movie it is. If you know what I'm getting at, I think it's like Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I, I right, Chris? Is it? I is it? <laughs> I'm not giving any clues, I, I, but that's I, funny. I think that's what it is. I, I just thought, I thought. Just give me a, an idea here. Is this more of an educational forum? No. What do you mean? What do you mean? Is this at university? No, no, okay. no, it's not. Then I'm no. out. Then I'm, I'm, I, I'm blank. <laughs> no, I'm I, blank. I think I know what it is, but I don't know if I'll be able to identify which of the the, the nerdy movies it actually. Like, which <laughs> well, very give, specific give me the one. next one, baby. All right, here we go. Back to our scene. The speech has gone from semi-drunken revelry to a bit of tension. Don't get anxious, boys. Don't fall asleep on me, Yurko. It's like a pixie song. It gets quiet before the drama. Our speaker has turned suddenly very serious, as though good and evil, life and death, hover above. He fidgets with something in his vest pocket. It would seem benign if Howard Shore weren't queuing up the orchestra for something almost sinister. The little guy ends the speech and vanishes into thin air. It's the first of three of this Oscar-winning trilogy, if you don't count the prequels. Mostly, it's a chance to do a birthday scene because it's my daughter's birthday today. Oh, How about that? She's won already, huh? Wow. All right, so happy birthday to CJ. 
Uh, okay. I don't know it. It's I think I again. It's like one of the. I very, love like how you the said, clue it's one of the, the dorky movies. Yeah, but the clue, the clue at, at the, the end, end. How do you not put it together? One an Oscar one of winning three Oscar winning well, films. I, 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 I said it, but I don't want to say. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're we already have our winner. So okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Where's yeah. The, Lord of the Rings? Three. Is what I Lance have. Lance yeah. in Bridgeport. What is it, Lance? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but aren't there three Lord of the Rings? Fellowship. Fellowship. Yes, it's Fellowship. Yeah, the oh, first one. The first yeah. one, yeah. The Fellowship. Oh, yeah, he said that, I think, the first one. All right, yeah. Lance, hold on real quick. So what's it called? The Fellowship of the Rings? Lord of the guess, Rings, guess Fellowship the of the Nerds. What's yeah. the second one, Carm? Guess that. The Lord of the Rings, the Twin Towers? Return of the King. I think you're really close on that. Return. No, is it, twi- Return is the, it? No, Abdallah, you're wrong. Is it the Twin Towers? Is yeah. it the third one, Return? Which, is there it's a the Return of the King? Two Towers, I believe, is There's the Return of the King, one. right? The Twin Towers, like in Houston, Chris? Yeah. I don't know. The Fellowship of the Ring? Return is the last one. Yeah, oh, sorry. Fellowship of the Ring? Take that, that, Adam. Nerd. Take that, Adam. Jeez. Sorry, I, I didn't know which Harry Potter it was. Which wand they were yeah, using? I, I knew which was, lightsaber they were pulling out. And the Hobbit was its own little creation. It was a standalone. What yes. was he uh, fidgeting with in the pocket? Uh, a ring. Okay. His lightsaber. Right, good. good. His light you guys know that. I almost yeah. went Harry Potter on us. Yeah. No, I knew it wasn't yeah. Harry Potter. I Somebody knew it was, was Lord fidgeting of the with something. Yeah. I just didn't know which one. Now uh, we were giving the uh, heads up. Uh, if Yurko starts to fall asleep when you play back the scene, Carm, you're more than welcome per Connor McKnight off. to turn it to off. Turn off. Okay. I've actually seen these movies. Yeah, well, I don't mind watching this. This Middle Earth stuff you hate. I don't like it. I don't mind it. I've seen this stuff. I, li- I, I somehow. Well, I what do you it. call it, Chris? It's just a long walk. Yeah, it's just a, it's a movie about a long walk. Yes, that's what uh, it is. Through the Shire. Yeah, through the Shire. Yeah, I can't do these movies. This is uh, it's rough. Here's the reveal. Today is my one hundred and another birthday. Sweet Jesus. Alas, eleventy-one years is far too short a time to live among such excellent and admirable hobbits. <laughs> I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. I, uh, I have things to do. I put this off for far too long. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. I bid you all a very fond farewell. Goodbye. Was that Bilbo Baggins or somebody? Is that who that is? Yeah. Bilbo? Is it? I I believe so. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers. Chris was right, not the Twin Towers. It's not Houston. And uh, The Return of the, the King. King. Yeah. Those are and the re- three. The Return movies. of the King was nominated for Best Picture. I, didn't it win it or no? It might have. It might yeah. have. I think it may have. Big deal at the time. Yeah. And little Rudy's in it, right? Did he say Rudy yeah. was yeah. in it? Sean Same Astin yeah. is in all of those, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah plays The Hobbit. From Rudy to The Hobbit. I mean, Ideal role figure, for him. Ideal you know? role. Yeah. yeah. I like him Fast Stranger Things. Uh, it's a Stranger Things. That's right. Yeah, I like him best things. in Fifty First Dates. He's great in Fifty First Dates as the the steroided up brother. Yeah, he's great. Paulie Cheesecake is on the line. Paulie, I got I got a I got our Christmas party tonight. Oh, oh where are you going? It's here at the apartment. Well, oh, you guys, you're hosting a Christmas you, party. You're hosting. No, I'm not hosting. It's just for everybody in the apartment. 
And then I sent you a picture of me just now on Instagram, Carmen. Okay, I'll look. Do you have a nice uh, outfit picked out for tonight? Yes, I do. I have a nice red sweater and a red shirt and my dress pants and my dress shoes. Beautiful. All right. You're going to look all dolled up. That's good. What happens Uh, if you... Listen, do me a favor. Tell Hoodie I'm going to the first night of WrestleMania. Okay. Where? Here? In Philly. Oh, in Philly. Okay. That makes more sense, I guess. You want me to just tell him because he'll be excited? Yeah, yeah, I'll let him know. Okay. And uh, let me ask you, if uh, tonight at the party, uh, a a young lady in the apartment complex catches your eye, like, are you available? Are you off limits? No, no. What does that mean? No. No what? No, no. I, no, I'm 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 still with you know Malata. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to go, go for anybody else. You're sure? Okay, you're not. You don't want yeah. to keep your options open just in case. No, I don't. What if somebody really tickles your fancy? Well, that well then they tickle, but I'm not worried about it. Wow. All right, Paulie, boy, that this is for this, somebody you've, you've got never been met. Yeah. I mean, you've made you've a you've got a commitment, hell of a commitment here. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Do you have a Christmas uh, oh, present? Picked and uh, out? by the way, wait, hold on. I'm, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm, Paulie, wait, wait. Do you have a Christmas present picked out for my Lotta? Uh, I'm probably going to get her uh, I'll just get her a, a gift card from Sephora. Okay, well, that's, oh, Sephora. that's Sephora. very nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Very considerate. Yeah. Maybe you go in and you get like a gift box of stuff, you know, a little bit more personal. Well, and no, no, no. I'll just get a gift card. It's good enough. Okay, all right. Well, you maybe don't want to just be good enough. You want to be exceptional. And maybe she'll send you a gift box. Yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll I don't know. We haven't talked. We haven't you discussed. You got to pay four ninety nine a month for that. Uh, oh, Adam, how dare you! Um, all right, uh, so Christmas party uh, tonight. By, also, by the way, uh, I've never heard of that sandwich you talked about from New York. Well, you see and them everywhere. Go, yeah. I've never heard of it. Well, there's. A, I see them on Instagram all the time. You go into. Especially in the Bronx and in Brooklyn, these delis, these Italian delis, they put cutlets on everything. Yeah. Everything. They got cutlets. Yeah. I like to have my cutlets separate from my sandwich. Yeah. I understand. I, I, I totally understand. Yeah. Well, that's with just peppers. Me. With peppers. All right, Paulie, what the, are the, what the, are the peppers, picks? The peppers or, or the onions and the mushrooms. Yeah. I know what you're saying. All right. What are the picks for uh, week 15? Well, how did he do last week? He went uh, I went, one and two, and he's twenty one yeah. nineteen and two on the year. That's not bad. Yeah. Twenty one nineteen and two. All right, yeah. what do we okay. like this week? I want I, uh, I. You're gonna love this one. I want Dallas over Buffalo. You're gonna take the points. Or you're gonna, yes. Okay. Two, Dallas two pl- points. Dallas plus two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm taking the Niners. Okay. Plus, you're gonna lay a big 12. number. All right. 49. Twelve and a half. I know. Forty Niners. We'll call it minus twelve. Okay. And then of course. I hope the Jets lose. Well, I know you hope the Jets lose. What's the number on that game? Is eight and a half. Eight and a half, yes. Okay, so Miami minus eight and a half. Is Tyreek right. going to play? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's okay. Is Tyreek going to play? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I, I heard he is, yes. We'll find out. All right, Paulie, yeah. have a great time at the Christmas party. I can't wait to hear about it. Okay, sounds right. good. All right, okay, buddy. all right, guys. Okay. There's Polly Cheesecake, sweat, red sweater, black pants, dress shoes. Oh, he's going to look good tonight. He's going to look like a million bucks. He's going to look good. Coming up next, Todd Furman. Like, live. Rick, like Rick Moranis' party in Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I get asked to see the celic acid by the 500 count. Okay, who brought the dog? Who brought the dog? Todd Furman joins us live in Vegas next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 
One of our favorite times of the week. Get to pick the brain of one of the best in the biz. Follow Todd Furman on Twitter, at Todd Furman. Should say on X, I guess. Make sure you listen to the podcast, the Bet the Board pod, wherever you get your pods. And he joins Carmen and Yurko this time every Thursday during the football season on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. How are you, Todd? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Hopefully you guys have made proper reservations out here in Las Vegas with the Bears being white hot and a dark horse now to get out of the NBA- NFC given their current form at this juncture of the season. They can't uh, afford to stub their toe one uh, little bit here, but it's got people believing all of a sudden in this wacky NFL that we live in. Um, Bears and Browns this weekend. Uh, interesting game uh, from a lot of aspects, especially when you look at another low total. I mean, this is fascinating to me. Here's another game, and there's a couple of them again this week, Todd, under uh, a 40. There's already been 90 games this season with a total below 40. There were 82 such games in 18 weeks last year, and if you really want to have your mind blown, everybody, there were 20 such games in 2021. Is this the rash of injury at quarterback? Uh, we know league-wide scoring is down. How is it that we're seeing all these low-scoring, tightly contested affairs in all of these games with totals under 40 like it's the, the late 90s, early 2000s again? It is truly a copycat league, and the offense got a leg up over the last couple of seasons with some of the innovative concepts we've seen. Then teams have to try and figure out how they can slow down the elite corner quarterback. So is it playing a too-high safety look, forcing teams to be methodical, dinking and dunking their way down the field? We've seen a lot more drive stall in and around the green zone than we have in the past. You've seen teams be significantly more aggressive as well. And you also haven't seen nearly as many spot falls and pass interference. The ones that mm. do get called, of course, garner a ton of attention, but you've seen a lot more of the five-yard illegal contact and defensive holding penalties as much as anything else and i'll take it one step further with some of the numbers you laid out there carm when you look at the afc right now 11 teams with winning records is the most through week 14 in any conference since 1970 71.6 percent of all games have been within one score in the fourth quarter this year 149 out of 208 and 50 times in 208 games that we've seen played a team has erased a deficit in either the fourth quarter or overtime to come back and win so the reason we love the nfl is typically for parity and we are seeing it in spades right now that teams can't truly run away and hide and it's part of the reason that defenses have raised their level of play and some of those fantasy scores that people have grown accustomed to trending Mm. down the same as scoring on the big board yeah browns down to their fourth quarterback still eight and five still the five seed they've got the lowest combined quarterback rating in the nfl at 69.1 and maybe this defense hasn't played quite at the ridiculous pace at which it played in those first six or seven weeks which was probably unsustainable it is awfully good so is this bears stop unit since week nine actually one spot ahead of the browns if you tease out the first uh eight weeks of the season in terms of epa per play so do we think tightly contested affair do we like the total at all and is there a particular side of this game that you fan for Bears and Browns? I mean, look, I've been a buyer of the Bears each of the last couple weeks, but I think the market is finally caught up. So when you look at this price at three, it's very close to where my numbers made it. Uh, at three and a half, I can see making a small value bet uh, on the Bears in this spot, depending on how the injury reports look for both teams. And, you know, neither side comes into this contest overly healthy. DJ Moore, we know, mispracticed yesterday. Yannick Ngakwe out, so we'll see how much that changes what the Bears can do defensively. But the Browns dealing with some injuries on their stop unit as well. 
And when you look at what this Browns offense has been able to accomplish with Joe Flacco, he's already thrown as many touchdown passes of 20-plus yards as all other Browns quarterbacks Mm. have thrown over the past two seasons combined. So there's a little bit more of an aerial component to what Cleveland wants to do, getting Amari Cooper uh, and David Njoku involved. But you mentioned the Bears' defense, and we thought this could be a unit that was going to trend up as they got healthier. The addition of Montez Sweat, Jalen Johnson clearly going out there, going to get himself a beautiful payday this offseason. But these are two teams that I can see a path for both sides. So side and total have really been a war in the betting market. We saw over money come in at 37.5. We've seen some of the 38.5 get gobbled up. Uh, So for me, I will probably be on the sidelines here, but I'm very interested to see how both of these teams fare. Might be encouraged to look at Justin Fields' rushing numbers, knowing how much man coverage the Browns do look to try and deploy. But you have to imagine Fields will be a little bit more dynamic in this spot than when we saw him in his debut at Cleveland, where he finished that game with a net positive one passing yard. Yeah, that was ugly all those years ago. They, they hung him out to dry two years ago for sure. I think it'll be a lot better. Vikings-Bengals is an interesting one. Two teams fighting for the playoffs. Vikings feel like they're alive in this division. Uh, battle of the backups. The last two weeks, minimum 44 plays, 27 qualified quarterbacks. Of course Jake Browning is QB1 in success rate and QB2 in adjusted EPA per play. Of course he is, Todd. <laughs> it's been that kind of season. Now, Jake Browning will find it to be significantly more difficult in terms of his defensive matchup this week. You look at who the Bengals have played to allow Jake Browning to grow in confidence. It's a Jacksonville defense trending towards the bottom of the league and the Indianapolis Colts who haven't been able to stop anybody all season. The Vikings are going to disguise pressures like they've done so effectively all year long under Brian Flores. A little bit more of some college concepts there, rushing five, playing three safeties. So I think that'll help out Minnesota. You look at the change at quarterback, Nick Mullins, in my opinion, will command an offense a little bit better than what we've seen from Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs now will be the emergency quarterback with Jaron Hall as the backup. Vikings rule out Alexander Madison. I don't think that's a big loss by any stretch. The problem with this game, Carm, if we recorded the segment on Monday and talked to some of the listeners, would have advocated for taking Minnesota at plus four or better with the number now down at a field goal. I don't think there's any reason to run and jump in with both feet, but if it does happen to get back to three and a half, it'll prompt a value bet for me. Won't call it a best bet for the segment, but would have no problem with some of the listeners trying to back Minnesota here plus the points. Uh, I think Cincinnati a little bit more fraudulent on the offensive side than some of those historic historic numbers Jake Browning is putting up suggest. All right, that's a good tip. So if you see that thing back over the field goal, uh, think about it. I mean, the Vikings considerably better in uh, overall yards differential, uh, average points per drive than the Bengals, and usually, especially with this many data points on the season, uh, not a bad spot to grab a team as as an underdog getting over that field goal. How about Broncos-Lions? Do you guys try to do any sort of deep diving when you get an interesting matchup like this with the, the two head coaches where Sean Payton... Uh, I mean, not only did Dan Campbell play for Sean Payton, he coached for Sean Payton. So there's great familiarity. I know Payton said a lot of really complimentary things this week about Dan Campbell. Uh, Anything that you can try to glean just to give you any added advantage in handicapping a game like this? I think sometimes when it's familiar personnel, it lends itself a little bit more to an under, but it almost creates a, a prisoner's dilemma of sorts. If Coach A knows Coach B, you know, who goes to try and break tendency to throw things off a little bit? But what's most interesting to me about this game is the number. I mean, the Denver Broncos just a few short weeks ago 
went to Houston. They were a three and a half point underdog, and they were one possession away from winning that game if Russell Wilson isn't intercepted in the end zone. And even last week, a lot of books, you saw that number ping pong back and forth between the Broncos, a two and a half or three point underdog. If anything, this is the perfect buy low spot for a Detroit team who was embarrassed in the second half by the Bears, took a 13 10 lead into the break, and wasn't able to do anything. Uh, we saw them at home a few weeks ago on Thanksgiving, and they weren't prepared to play in that particular spot. Denver playing their third straight road game in yet another time zone. And from an X's and O's standpoint, this sets up favorably for the Lions to be able to run the football against the Denver Broncos defensive front that has really struggled in that department. The Broncos dealing with some injuries. You'll know pretty early on if you're in the right side in this contest and this Lions defense doesn't leave me brimming with a ton of confidence, but I think Detroit becomes the side here. They should be more dynamic offensively, and I think Jared Goff, against the kind of defense he's going to see the Denver Broncos deploy, has been extremely successful during his career. Seven college football games on Saturday. You got the Spaghetti Bowl, the Weed Eater Bowl, the I'm a Gumby (laughs) Bowl. Uh, Out of all those games of uh, mishmash, uh, is there something that you particularly like? I mean, the best games to watch here could be the uh, FCS semifinal games. How about a storyline brewing with North Dakota State and Montana, the head coach leaving to be a position coach at USC? I guess the money uh, and living in L.A. a little bit more grandiose than spending your time in Fargo. Don't have an angle in either of those. But the one bowl game, I do think there is a little bit of opportunity. Uh, I'm going to go against the big move that we've seen on the Ohio-Georgia Southern game. The Bobcats actually opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that contest. We've seen their quarterback transfer out uh, in Rourke. But Ohio will still get down to their X's and O's. They'll run the football. They can shorten the game. Uh, and I think from a defensive standpoint, even as down as the MAC was, they'll be able to create some complex schemes on that side of the ball. Uh, I like Ohio plus the points. I think the Bobcats will have a chance to win outright in the Myrtle Beach Bowl uh, in Conway, South Carolina with a lovely 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Central kickoff time on that teal turf for us. Gotta love that. Uh, how about Cowboys Bills from Orchard Park? Both teams you could uh, make the argument if you, if you believe in like sort of let down spots. Uh, both teams with huge emotional victories uh, that you know sort of proved a point, I think, for both teams last week. Injuries, the big thing that you're going to want to follow in this game. When we look at the Dallas defense, uh, all signs point to Jonathan Hankins missing the game with a high ankle sprain along that defensive line, which would suggest that James Cook should be able to have a big day and take some of the pressure off Josh Allen. This Bills offense has been tough to figure out because while they do win last week at Arrowhead, I mean, Allen didn't do anything to wow you with his passing prowess. Gabriel Davis has been more often cited on a milk carton than he has on a stat sheet in terms of a valuable contributor for Buffalo. We've seen Stephon Diggs trend poorly. And the other thing for Buffalo right now is they're a little bit banged up defensively. A.J. Epinesa, the talented defensive end out of Iowa, and Micah Hyde both missed practice again today. Uh, And you'd want all hands on deck against a white-hot Cowboys offense. But Dallas has amassed a lot of their stats playing at home. I mean, this is a group 7-0 in their own building, only 3-3 on the road. Uh, And you look at some of the performances, Dak hasn't quite been the same quarterback away from home with just a 63.5 completion percentage, 230 passing yards per game, uh, and eight passing touchdowns to four interceptions. All things being equal, I would lean towards the Bills uh, and if they were healthier. Uh, but for me, a very difficult game to try and handicap. I actually hope the total leaks up a little bit. We get some help from Mother Nature uh, and may prompt me to get involved with an under bet there instead. All right, how about some best bets for the weekend? 
You know, guys, I wish we had a lot more. Some of the NFL board has been beaten up, uh, was all set to give out the Titans before that number moved to three with the injury report news that broke there. Looks like the Texans will be a shell of themselves. Um, So we'll go back to the game on Saturday, uh, and we'll lay the points here with the Lions. I think Detroit gets back to basics. It's a brutal travel spot this late in the season for the Broncos. Uh, I know it's a team trending up, but they have really lived on turnovers. This will be one of the more dynamic offenses they'll face in full capacity that can run the football and create some balance. I think you'll get Detroit at their absolute best in this particular spot. Uh, And we'll go back to a team that we bet a total on last week in the first half. But shop around. There aren't a ton of them out there. So Falcons, Carolina Panthers, if you can find a 17 to go under in the first half. If not, 16 and a half, not going to be good enough. So we'll call that more of a bonus bet instead of a best bet. I know we've had uh, some good success over the last couple weeks. Uh, So we'll err on the side of caution with a little bit of discipline and try and improve on our season-long win rate of uh, 61% at 25 and 16. All right, awesome stuff. Thanks, Todd. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up again next Thursday. Actually, hey, one last thing, Carm, that I'll give you since we don't have a lot of football. Uh, there is a game I bet in the NHL tonight, and the number is Ooh, still within range. So if uh, folks want to dabble on the West Coast, uh, I actually laid a dollar fifteen on the Panthers, but I make the game more in the dollar twenty-eight range. Wow. So if you want to lay a dollar twenty with Florida to bounce back after a disappointing effort against the Kraken, Vancouver's final game of a homestand, uh, I think the Panthers win in the Pacific Northwest. Panthers is the play. I like a little hockey play. Let's do it. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Best of luck with all your investments. You too. There's Todd Furman, the Bet the Board podcast. Make sure you follow the pod and listen and follow Todd on Twitter on X at Todd Furman. Crosstalk coming up in 10 minutes. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Crosstalk coming up, uh, real-time sports for Waddle and Sylvie today. Tomorrow, Bub City Rosemont for the big end-of-year uh, show, the holiday, the culmination of the holiday parody contest at Bub City Rosemont. Yeah. Drinking Elijah Craig. And, and you know where we'll be. We're going to be in Plainfield tomorrow. I'm going to try to do the double bubble, go from Plainfield to Rosemont. But, yeah, we're going to be at B-Dubs for another football feast. We haven't been out in a few weeks. It'll, it'll be good to get back out. B-Dubs on Route 59 in Plainfield. Come by and see us tomorrow with Miller Lite. We'll give away Bears tickets, and we will get you ready for Week 15 in the National Football League. Injury reports out. Right, Adam? It is indeed. The good news is that DJ Moore was back at practice. He's limited with an ankle injury. The bad news is Jaquan Brisker was limited yesterday with a groin injury. He went to did not practice today. That's not good when you go the other way. No practice for Jaquan Brisker. We got time. Equimedia St. Brown was do not practice both days, too, with that Mm -hmm. pec injury. So I probably would assume he's probably not going to play. He might not be. Uh, but, yeah, that's Jaquan Brisker is something to keep an eye well, on. Well, that's the big one to watch then tomorrow, too. Let's see mm-hmm. what the designation is tomorrow and if he returns to practice or not. Jay's in Sacramento on ESPN 1000 with Carmen in New York. What up, Jay? Gentlemen, so I uh, came out from sunny Sacramento to Chicago to watch the game. Um, saw the game on Sunday, did a doubleheader with the Blackhawks. Nice. And uh, had a good time, had a good time at the game. I was sitting up so high I was looking down on Willis Tower. So I could see the field very clearly. And one thing I noticed is fields – Cannot throw over the middle. If you go back and watch the All-22, you'll see Mooney jumping up and down. I want to say it was early in the third quarter. He goes, you know, goes through the seam wide open, jumping up and down in the middle of the field and feels, you know, still has the happy seat back there. And just, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if he can't see over his linemen. 
I don't know what it is, but the guy doesn't see the middle of the field to throw. Hmm. And so uh, that was my observation from that game, from the Blackhawks game. Uh, the Blackhawks stink. It yes. was not a competitive game, unfortunately. No, but they, uh, they have a nice lounge there. So really great lounge where I got to go watch some Sunday Night Football and uh, watch the third period in there, have a couple cocktails. So it was, it was a good time overall. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a fun trip back home. Jay, thanks, brother. Uh, you get to double, double up. with uh, This time of year, you can usually do that with a good Bears game. And then a Blackhawks game. Hawks are back in action tonight playing the Kraken in Seattle. Seattle. As the road trip continues. Lost to Edmonton the other night. They did. They scored first, and then uh, they didn't score again. Four straight. Yes. Edmonton has won, what, eight in a row? They've uh, righted the ship after firing the coach. After that, they were were calling for heads. I mean, you know what it's like in Canada. Oh, yeah. The NFL here, I mean. You know, Toronto, Montreal, the Edmonton Oilers. You start off the way they start off with that team. Yeah. And they wanted. They were out for blood, but they've played much better. Bedard leads all rookies, Yerk, with points. Minus 14 is pretty ugly in 28 games, but he'll be just fine. Kid's 18. There's so much to love, and boy, can he score. I mean, he really is just uh, all – I mean, he's already a, a dangerous scorer at 18. Just think three years from now, like you always say. Got 12 goals and 12 assists on the year. We'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie when we come back in two minutes. And we'll be right back. Yurko's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. He's like, Chicken, night for tonight, take capers and lemon.